0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter.
1: Thanks for joining. I am back in the podcast studio with our Join the Journey resident, Miss Sagan Cochran. Hey, Emma. I guess I should have said Mrs. You are Mrs. married.
0: I've never understood that, the Miss and the it, Mrs. M-
1: you're married. Okay. And uh, <laughs> with the child on the way, doing exactly one month from the time we're yeah. recording this,
0: yes, literally,
1: so fun. Uh, the last time you were here, we we had a contest going, didn't we? <gasps> yes. Do we have the results? Uh, we do. So we have a winner. They win a spiral journal for adults, a spiral journal for kids. And a join the journey T-shirt, which you're you're wearing the sweatshirt version, but you're wearing it while we record. So our winner is Brienne W. I'm not going to say her last name.
0: Brienne
1: W. But you have won. So shoot us an email at jointhejourney@watermark.org.
0: And Brienne left the best review. Well, no, <laughs> it
1: didn't matter what the review was. Uh, but, I mean, it's a sweet review, I guess. But uh, Brianne, shoot us an email and we'll figure out how to get you your prize. That's so exciting.
0: That,
1: uh, people can still leave reviews if they want. Sagan, so you've been here before. We've We've heard your testimony. I think we should just jump right in. So we are in Genesis 37.
0: Yes, we are.
1: What you got for us?
0: Well, Genesis 37, first of all, this segment of Genesis, that's a weird way to say it, but, like, when we start getting into Joseph and this whole journey that he's about to embark on— not really voluntarily. It's one of my favorite parts of the book of Genesis. Because I just think— I don't—yeah. And I think part of it is because it's the one that I remember from VBS, from, Mm -hmm. like, being a kid. Like, the colorful coat, the dreamer, all the things. I also used to resonate with um, Joseph. I'm like, oh, I'm a dreamer, too. (laughs) Like— But But a different kind of dream. (laughs) Different kind. Yeah, I've been (laughs) learning that. Different kind of dream. But basically today, um, this chapter is covering Joseph, who at this time is 17 years old, and he is a son of Jacob. And Jacob, also called Israel in this chapter, um, it is said that he loved him more than any of his other sons. And also, he didn't really try to hide the fact that he loved him more than any of his other sons. So, Favoritism was a huge thing happening in this household, and tough, <laughs> tough to be the other tough. brothers. No, really, and so. It said in the ESV version, um, which is the Bible I read, that he, his father Jacob, made him an or- ornate robe. And I looked up like why this is such a big deal because I know I've heard why this was significant and why it would have made his brothers upset or feel jealous. Um, but actually, this robe um, was of such intricacy that it was sometimes also worn by the prince of a tribe or a nation. Oh wow! So like this is like a big deal that his dad made him this robe and gave it to him. Um, um, it also kind of would communicate it to his brothers that he was going to be the primary heir of the family. And so it's just That's like a— Yeah, there's a lot going on, more than just meets the naked eye. So just putting that there. And then to make matters worse, <laughs> Joseph did have these two dreams. And so one of these dreams was about these binding sheaves of grain. Um, and he basically goes to his brothers and he says, Hey guys, I had this dream that we were all working in the field and my." grain of sheaves which is just like I mean I'm trying to give these people a picture just think of like tall grain bound up together okay and Joseph says to his brothers that all your sheaves of grain were bowing down to mine Mm -hmm. which one? odd dream. Two, his brothers were just irate about this because it Joseph was basically saying, you guys are going to bow down to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has another dream later on, which he tells his father about, and it was where the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to him. And his dad kind of got upset at this dream because it was inferring that his wife and him were also going to bow down to Joseph along with his brothers. But in verse 11, his dad says, Well, it says, his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. And so we see already this like contrast of how his brothers were feeling about these dreams and like the thought of bowing down to him and how his father, I mean, it seems like such a slight small thing, but his father obviously kept this in mind and probably also had a different heart posture. Towards a situation, totally. Um, So clearly, yeah. (laughs) And we, yeah. As the story goes on, I I feel pretty confident to say that they were different heart postures, um, because his brothers actually plotted to kill him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Joseph has little brother Reuben uh, tried to convince his brothers, hey, let's not kill him. So instead, they end up selling him to the Ishmaelites, Mm -hmm. who eventually take him to Egypt. Um, So what I want to really like, sit on today is just the jealousy of Joseph's brothers. Because I think that in this chapter, we clearly see that jealousy made his brothers do some pretty terrible things. Mm. Um, and I think it's really easy to read a chapter like this, especially in the Old Testament, and just be like, well, I'm not that bad, or my sinfulness is Yeah, this accurate. is the extreme example. Yeah, this is such an extreme example. Like, and I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm, I would be right there with some of these people if if I were to say Hey sometimes I read things in the Old Testament and I just feel like that just seems blown out of proportion Sure but the reality of it is is I started thinking about but what would I be capable of doing with my sin going unchecked Like what would my jealousy
1: and if the people around you were feeding it exactly like that's that's another compounding factor yes. It's not just the brother one brother in isolation. I hate Jacob. Yeah. Or, excuse me, I hate Joseph. It's all of them ganging up on the one.
0: Yeah. And they're all, like, feeding into this nasty beast of jealousy. And they're like, we got to do something about mm-hmm. this because this affects all of us, not just one of us. And so um, I thought about two verses. In, in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, we're told that, like, love does not envy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in James three sixteen, it says that where jealousy and selfish ambition exist— there will also be disorder and every vile practice. And so I think the combination of knowing these two things about jealousy, just see, we see it very clearly played out in this chapter of like jealousy existed. And there was a selfish ambition that coincided with these brothers' decisions and their actions to get rid of Joseph. The selfish ambition is they didn't want him to receive all of everything from their father. And they didn't think it was right. And he was a competitor in their eyes. He was someone who threatened things that they could have. And so we see like jealousy rooted in pride and entitlement and greed. And it's concerned with ourself. It's a matter of the flesh. And so one thing I, I, I was thinking about was well, how do we fix it? Mm. Like, do yeah. we just stop? Like, do we just like? Because I think oftentimes when I think about making myself—that's the first problem—making myself look more like Jesus. There we go. Just put me on blast. <laughs> um, but when we think about becoming more like Christ, I think that's the mentality we take a lot of times. Of I'll just do it myself. Like mm. I'll muscle through. I'll it. work.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna discipline myself more.
0: Yeah. I'll just next time I see that person driving that car that I really love and would love to have, I just will stop being jealous. (laughs) I'll just decide, nah, I don't really want it. It's not that cool anyways. I'll do the opposite. (laughs) um, But it's really interesting because right now in the Institute, we're reading this book and it talks about, it's called The Glorious Pursuit. And something that it talked about literally this past week was just detaching yourself. From sinfulness and sinful ways. But within this detachment, which I think we're pretty good at, we go, hey, I'm just, I don't wanna do that thing anymore, so I'm just not gonna do it. But on the other side of detaching, this book talks about you must attach yourself then to something else. And so when we just attach, We're simply sitting in this vague window of like ready to be blown by the wind. Literally, to any other any other sinful desire or Mm -hmm. fleshly desire. I think that the really cool thing is just knowing that we can't the answer is not just, hey, stop doing that. Like, hey, Joseph's brothers, they just need to stop being jealous. The goal is not to just simply not sin anymore. The goal is to fall more in love with Jesus. And so we ask ourselves why, like, what is the why behind this? Um, What is the why behind our jealousy? And then we sprint to the Father and we let our affections be further stirred for Him. And we reattach ourselves to the one thing that can fully satisfy us, to the one God who can fully sustain us. And we fall more in love with Him than anything else. Because at the end of the day, Joseph's brothers and us sometimes, like, they were jealous of something that they thought was going to fix something in their life. They were jealous of something that they felt entitled to have or something that they thought was going to add more value to the life that they had. And as Christians, we should believe and hold on to and cling to that Jesus plus nothing equals everything that we need. And if we really believe that, then jealousy starts becoming this realization of, Hey, I have everything I need because I have Him. Mm, And I am not going to go without because He sustains me and He is all that I need. And so it's a total heart change, which takes partnership with the Lord and the Holy Spirit and then takes a surrender on our end. And I just think that in this chapter, it puts it clearly on display of the contrast of what happens when we leave that unchecked and when we try to muscle through it on our own. That's so good, Sagan. I really
1: appreciate you sharing Uh, Thanks for being here and taking the time to prepare. And we'll see you back in a few episodes. Sounds good. (laughs) Well, as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.
0: Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe. Because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.